You can grab a seat. All right, if you brought a Bible, open it up to Colossians chapter 2. I think it's hilarious that Jeff forgot because he's the one who picked the passage. Uh, I'd emailed him and said, hey, can you guys come up? We'd love to have you. We do the Thanksgiving service. And hey, do you have a verse on Thanksgiving that just really sticks out? And he immediately shoots back, says, yeah, this verse has just been really meaning a lot to me. Uh, and, and, uh, and I just saw it. I was like, yeah, that's it. So, so kids, I want to start by asking you a question. All right? When you were a baby, how many of you learned to walk by walking backwards? Any of you? All right, by, by the way, that's Salem. He just turned 12, and that is him when he was one, learning to walk. That's his grandma behind him, and he's walking, I think it was to Leanne, uh, walking to the camera, all right? How many of you, though, he's walking forward. How many of you learned to walk backwards? Any of you? Okay, if you're not sure, you need to look at your mom and dad, because they could probably tell you, because they remember. No, okay, no, no. All right, okay, how about this? Kids, how many of you went right from crawling to skipping? Any of you? No. Okay, um, all right, how many of you went from laying down on your belly to just suddenly getting up and sprinting? That's how you learned to walk. No, no. Okay, so if I understand each of you correctly— you're telling me that you learn to walk by putting one step, I mean, one foot in front of the other, just step by step. Yeah? Okay. I'm seeing some head nods there. All right. Okay. Now, you guys are older. How many of you can skip now? Okay, that's what I thought. Most all of you. How many of you can sprint, like run really, really fast? All right. A lot of, a lot of hands go up. Okay. I have to lower down on the sprint. I'm not very fast. All right. But when you're at school— and your teacher says, hey, walk in the hallways. How many of you skip down the hallway? No, none of you. Okay, some of you rebels. All right, you guys are destroying my opening illustration. All right, no, you guys walk one foot in front of the other. All right, when you're at the pool and the lifeguard blows her whistle and she yells, walk, how many of you immediately turn around and start walking backwards? The rebels, yes. But no, the rest of you, no, you walk like the way you learned. You walk one foot in front of the other. But what happens spiritually is that when someone meets Jesus, they, they learn and realize that this whole story of him dying on the cross for the forgiveness of sins is real, and they give their life to follow it. They say, Jesus, you're going to be my identity. You're going to be my leader. They begin to walk with him. They're, they start this relationship, but so often— they think that later they have to like learn how to skip. Like that's what God wants. Or that they have to run and sprint. Like, oh, we got to move on from walking. We've got to get on to the bigger, better, faster stuff. But notice the verse that Zion read, what it says. It's up on the screen. Colossians 2, verse 6. It says, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus, all right, the way you began the relationship with him, the way you began walking, so walk in him. He's saying, you don't have to suddenly become fancy to move into all these amazing new things. You just walk the way you learned to walk. All right, so kids, I want you to imagine with me. How many of you are good at imagining? All right, good. I need you to imagine right now and picture in your head your best friend who doesn't know Jesus. All right? You invite that friend over to your house. You guys are playing in the backyard. You're playing in your room, all right? If it's boys, you're probably playing Jedi in the backyard, hitting each other with lightsabers. If you're girls, 
well, you might still be playing with lightsabers, right? You're playing with your friend, and all of a sudden your friend says, hey, I heard at school so-and-so talking about going to church. Do you go to church? And you're like, well, yeah, I go to Riverwood. You know that. And you tell them all about Kids Creek and how funny it is, the what's in the Bible stuff. And you're telling them all about church. And suddenly they're like, well, they were saying something about Jesus. And they start asking you questions. And so you answer them. And you say, well, yeah, I, at my church, we believe that Jesus was God, but he came down to earth and he took on a human body, but that he went and he died on the cross for our sins because our sins are really, really bad. Like the punishment for sin is death. It's not just a timeout or a spanking. Like sin is that bad. You're supposed to die for it. But Jesus took the death for us. And your friend looks at you and says, I think you're right. I believe too. And so right there in the grass, well, or in the snow, in your backyard, you guys just like sit down or you're playing in your room and you see your friend say a little prayer. And they just say, God, I realize that I'm a sinner, but Jesus died for my sin. And so I want to say thank you. And so just as you, Jesus, gave your life for me, I want to give my life to follow you. So right there in your room, you see one of your best friends say, yes, I want to follow Jesus. And now, here's where I need you to imagine. They look at you and they say, okay, so what's next? What do you say? So kids, what's next? Your friend has just believed in Jesus. What should they now do? All right, anyone, Gavin. All right, go to church. Good answer. Bradley. Okay, start telling other people. Claire in the back. Read the Bible. Yeah, or buy a Bible and start reading it. Yeah, Zion. How should they continue in their faith? Okay, so continue to learn. Excellent. Good, good answer. Any other ideas? Which, what, what should they be doing? Gavin, another one? Oh, yeah. Talk to your parents to let them know what you've decided and say, hey, can I go to church with Gavin? Yeah, good answer. Good answer. Okay. Uh, also, maybe I thought, you know, prayer. You know, like say, well, hey, you just now you just talk to God. Continue to talk to God. Continue to pray. All right, there's other answers that we could give, but those are good ones, all right? All right, so keep those in mind, all right? Go to church, read your Bible, pray, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw another one in there. Worship Jesus, all right? Now, keep, keep those on the shelf. I'm going to tell you about my daughter, Karis, all right? How many of you know Karis? Yeah, quite a few of you, all right? Karis is now a freshman in college. She's a long way away in Spokane, Washington. But for you kids, she's helped teaching Kids Creek. She's spent time with you. She's really fun, isn't she? But when a lot of adults meet Karis, they will remark to me and they'll say, wow, you did good with that one. Like, she's just really mature. She, there's just something about her. Like, She's more mature than a lot of adults. Like, she just knows a lot about the Bible. And they just talk about, like, this kind of, like, there's more to her than what just you see at first. How many of you kids think it's fun when someone meets you and they're like, how old are you? And you're sitting there thinking, like, well, I'm nine. And they're like, are you, like, 12 or 13? And you laugh. You're like, no. They're like, well, you sure sound smart. I thought for sure you were at least 12, right? That's kind of fun, isn't it? Well, Karis, she's 18, but I've had some people say she acts like she's 28 or 38. Like she's just mature. And do you know how Karis got that way? By going to church, by reading her Bible, by praying, and by worshiping Jesus. 
Now, Karis, unfortunately, had to be born into the home of a pastor, all right? So you should feel bad for her. But even though she had to go to church, because that's where I worked, she participated in church. When she went, she didn't just go because, oh, I have to go because my dad's a pastor. She, like, listened to the teacher. She would sing the songs. When they would pray, she would just close her eyes and she'd join right in. She didn't just go to church. She participated in church. She was the church. She didn't care that she was a kid. She didn't think, oh, when I grow up, then I can get serious about growing in Jesus. No, she did it as a little kid. It was just part of her. And now she's 18. She's been following Jesus for about 14 years. She's away at college. And you know what? She could sleep in on Sunday mornings. We wouldn't know. And yet she's found a church. And guess what? It's a brand new church where they have to set up every Sunday and tear things down afterwards. It's only like three years old. They're just a couple years older than us. And she goes and she participates as being part of the church. When Karis was in fifth grade, she was invited to be part of a girl's Bible study. And in this Bible study, they said, we want you to read your Bible every day. So Karis started getting up early every day as a fifth grader, reading her Bible. And she has continued to do that through, well, the last 10 years, right? Every day. Well, she's probably missed some days. But for the most part, she gets up and she reads her Bible every day. Karis also prays. Karis is not afraid to tell God what she's really thinking, what she's really feeling. When she's frustrated, when something's not going right, when she's confused, she's not afraid to talk to God about it. When something's going great, she tells God about it. When she is heartbroken over a friend, she tells God about it. She prays. And then Karis loves to play piano. She loves to sing. And so she's helped lead worship here with some of our guest worship leaders. Her, her band, Redeeming Rebels, has come and led us in worship. It looks like they might come in January. Uh, we're hoping that we can have them here. All right, Karis, uh, at college, she's going to a Christian college. They have chapel three times a week, and she gets to help lead worship every Friday. She's part of a band, and they lead the music and lead people to worship Jesus. This is the way Karis connects the very things that you said to your friend, when they said, all right, I now believe in Jesus, what should I do? You said, go to church, read a Bible, pray, worship Jesus. Those are the things that Karis has done just over and over and over. It wasn't like she had to go on and learn how to skip or learn how to sprint. She just continued to walk little by little, day by day. And she then has adults meet her, and they'll say, wow, you're really mature. Or the way the Apostle Paul would put it would be verse 7. He would say that she would be rooted and built up in him, in Jesus, and established in her faith, just as she was taught. Just by doing the little bit over and over, not something fancy, not something amazing, just doing the very thing that you would tell your, new, your friend who's brand new and following Jesus. Following Jesus is not like rocket science. It's not for like the super spiritual. This is for kids. It's for adults. It's for people who've been following Jesus for years. It's for people who are brand new in their journey. It's doing the little things over and over, being part of a church, reading your Bible, praying, and worshiping Jesus. But then notice what Paul says next, that when this happens, you begin to be abounding in 
Thanksgiving. Kids, any of you know what the word abounding means? No? Shaking your heads? What do you think? A lot of it. Yes, right on. A lot of it. It's like plentiful. It's overflowing. It's more than you can imagine. It just, wow. All right. It, any of you like collect baseball cards, football cards, any kind of cards? A few of you, a few hands. All right. When I was a kid, lots of, of my friends collected baseball cards. Some of my friends had just thousands upon thousands upon thousands of cards. You would say that they were abounding. All right. How many of you have like toy cars or maybe dolls and you've got a lot of them? Like it's, it's a, yeah, okay. You might say you're abounding in toys. You have so much. It's almost like you can't count it. Paul is saying when you follow Jesus and you're not having to worry about trying to figure out how to skip, you're not trying to sprint, run a marathon. You are just walking little by little. You get rooted. You get established. You start to begin to look more and more like Jesus, little by little. And when that happens, you will be abounding in thanksgiving. It will just overflow out of you. And that then affects you. It changes you. When, when someone says, hey, I'm thankful, you don't just say, well, I'm thankful for my mom and dad. That's good. I'm glad you're thankful for your mom and dad. But suddenly you realize, I'm thankful for my mom and dad because... God gave me my mom and dad. And you're not just thankful for your friends. You're thankful for your friends because God gave you those friends. And, and you're not just thankful for yummy food. You're thankful because God has given you this food. Because as you follow Jesus, as you just walk in him a little by little, this abounding in thanksgiving flows out of you because of who God is and what he's done for you. It's about the gospel. The gospel, oh, I skipped that slide. I'm sorry. The gospel, I love how Tim Keller says it. The gospel is not just the ABC of the Christian faith. It's the A to Z of the Christian faith. To follow Jesus doesn't mean you start with the gospel and now move on to something bigger and better. It's following Jesus just day in, day out by being part of a church, reading your Bible, praying, and worshiping Jesus. And when you just do that consistently, you will be abounding in thanksgiving. And then suddenly, days like this coming Thursday, as you're with family, with friends, as there's food on the table, as there's football on the TV, as there's probably snow outside, you find yourself abounding in thanksgiving, realizing that this isn't just because I'm American. It's not just because I come from a good family. It's because God has given this to me. And yet also, when you go through the tough moments like Job, when you lose a loved one, when things aren't going your way, people aren't being nice, you don't seem to have any friends, you can still be abounding in thanksgiving because you have been going after Jesus day by day. And as you peer into his Bible, as you go to church and you worship him, you are constantly reminded Jesus died on a cross from you and it leads you to be abounding in thanksgiving. So kids, to walk with Jesus, it doesn't require anything fancy. Go to church and participate. Read your Bible, just a little bit of it, day by day. Pray, talk to God, not just before a meal, anytime. And worship Jesus through song, through your words, through your actions. And when you do that, you will get rooted and established, built up in your faith. And you will just find yourself naturally 
overflowing, abounding in thanksgiving. So God, I just want to say, help us do this. Help us to be more and more like Jesus. That, that Just as Jesus could overflow with thanksgiving because of, of who you are and his relationship with the Father, that it would lead us to then connect with you and, and follow you. So God, I pray for the kids. I pray that they would abound in thanksgiving, not just because you've given them so much, but because even now at their young age, they would just begin to fully participate with this church family, that they would get into your scriptures and word, and you would open up their eyes and mind to what it means, that you would lead them to talk to you throughout their day, whether they're at school or at home or at the park, that they would just find themselves wanting to talk to you and then lead them to worship you in all that they say and all that they do and through who they are so that you would get them rooted and established in this gospel message and that they would follow him. And by doing so, they would become abounding in thanksgiving. But God, I don't just pray for the kids. I pray it for me. I pray it for my friends. I pray it for my church family. You would help each of us this next year as we head into Advent, as we prepare for 2016, that we would be people who wouldn't think we have to get fancy and skip and run, but that we would just walk with Jesus and that as we walk, you would do something amazing in us so you could do something great through us. And as we see those things happen, we would just be overflowing with thanksgiving. God, thanks for this chance to worship you today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.